A drunken man walks in a way that is quite impossible for a sober man to imitate, and vice versa. An evil man has a way, no matter how clever. To the trained eye, his way will show itself. Am I being too secretive? No. One can never answer questions at the wrong moment. Life, like music, has a rhythm. This particular song will end with three sharp sounds, like deathly drum beats. We're here for the end of season one. What the fuck? I can't believe we've made it already. We've come a long way, baby. We've come a long way. And the day after Twin Peaks Day, too. So we're recording this on Saturday, February the 25th. Uh, a national holiday. <laughs> a national holiday. And people will say, how did you spend your Twin Peaks Day? And I <laughs> unfortunately spent my Twin Peaks Day working. How did you spend I'm... yours, Michelle? I am sorry. I know the last episode I mentioned, I should have requested off for Twin Peaks Day. I didn't realize it was a weekend. Uh, I did have the day off, but as you you called it, last last episode, you called what I was going to be doing. Uh, gym, <laughs> laundry, um, but nobody got to see me wash my pantaloons. But I did buy Thanks. a slice of, I did buy a slice of cherry pie and I had a cup of coffee. So, um, you know, that was nice. It worked out. That's beautiful, actually. End it with a yeah. slice of cherry pie and a cup of coffee. Like, we should be doing that every day. Treating ourselves to a present every day. Every day. day. Absolutely. <laughs> and, it, of course, with my luck, now is the time my dog has decided to squeak all of her <laughs> toys that she has. So, sorry about that. That's okay. To I've the, got to the deer. The orange demon is right behind me just waiting to attack anything any cord at any time so it's Look, pet, if, pet palooza yeah if anybody has pets they understand because it, i know it's it sounds easy to just i'm just gonna go in my bedroom and do this but no no that's that comes with another set of problems <laughs> jesus christ we i can't even go to the bathroom by myself no like i have no, not it's... been to the bathroom by myself since before I had children, like I've always had animals and it just doesn't happen. No. Mm -mm. So. But <laughs> maybe they were just excited about Twin Peaks Day too. Maybe just, they were. You know, yeah. So a lot of people um, celebrated online with their posts. I saw your mm -hmm. post with the uh, diorama, which is just so cool. Where did that come it's from? That is one of my prized possessions. Un she, I, I got it on Etsy and it was years ago. And unfortunately she closed her shop, but she, um, you know, Damn. if anybody's really interested, if anyone's really interested, I can definitely try to get her information. I still have her card, but she, that's all handmade. And that's so fucking that, cool. that was years and years ago when I could actually treat myself, <laughs> treat myself, <laughs> um, but believe me, not a day goes by that I don't want to climb into that sucker and just oh, I bet li just live in the red room. But I I always enjoy seeing how people celebrate and listen. You know, coming from Liz and myself, you don't have to go all out and buy a bunch of shit. If you you know if you're just watching Twin Peaks and hell, you need to watch it on YouTube because you can't buy the VHS or the Blu-ray. 
you're right. still a Twin Peaks fan. You're you know? still a Twin Peaks fan. Drink a cup of absolutely. coffee. Pretend to drink oh, yeah. a cup of coffee. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, absolutely. But it's nice when, you know, everybody supports everybody's posts and again, being passionate about something that's, you know, helped Liz and I throughout the years. Yeah. And just get, seeing get how, it, how it helps everyone. Like we think we get into our like narrow mindset of like fandom. I do it big yes. time where I just like everybody else sucks. Like nobody likes this the way that I do. Of course they do. <laughs> Yeah, they do. It means just as much to those folks, if not more. So, yeah, I, I like you said, I appreciate, you know, people liking each other's posts and supporting each other online. That's yes. super cool. Yes, uh, I do have a bad habit of gatekeeping things uh, with the whole. <laughs> Me too. Uh, you know, you know how Liz and I feel about posers with Twin Peaks, but yeah. it, truly it's, it's a special day for everybody. And I, I love that we happen to be on the last episode of the first season. It, you know, it's kind of, I can't believe we've, we've been doing this Liz for, it's been uh, over a month now. I so, know. Yeah. That's crazy. It's insane, but it's so cool. And I appreciate every moment of this and every bit of feedback that we get about this because it makes me know that we're doing, we're doing the Lord's work. We are, we are doing the Lord's work. Anybody that we can also, anybody that we can get uh, to discover this show. And of course the rewatches have been such a delight. So, oh yeah. You know. I love, um, especially watching these with my kids because my kids know Twin Peaks, obviously, because they're engulfed right. in it but they don't really you know they've never actually sat down and watched each episode so getting to watch the few of these that I've watched in the rewatch with them has been really cool because that's nice to see their reactions to see a completely virgin reaction to Twin Peaks is pretty wild right and now that they will fully understand why they have a cool mom, you know, hello. <laughs> now they're probably like, wow, she's fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> probably don't want to mess with her. So let's get into this. This is uh, Mark Frost Central. So this is a Mark Frost pedal to the metal nonstop episode. This is an action-packed episode and... I, I mean, the dubious title of The Last Evening, which, you know, <laughs> um, well, uh, to start off with, uh, James and Donna are in Dr. Jacoby's uh, office, I guess. Here's what I have a problem with, Liz, okay? So if you remember from the last episode, um it was a big distraction. They used uh, Maddie put the blonde wig on to kind of lure uh, Dr. Jacoby away. Yes. So Donna and James could in essence break in. And is it just me? Are they being very blase about and slow? Oh, so uh, stupid. <laughs> and like push Donna going up and pressing the button on the wall for the sound. Like, are oh you stupid? That's what are you stupid. Do what are you doing? And as soon as they come in, She's like, what, where do we go? What do we do? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Can you fucking figure it out, James? Like, it, do you even know? What you, what? And then they're, look, they're they've looking. They've literally through. broken and entering. <laughs> like they've they're literally... looking through 
his his little umbrella collection. Do you think that's going to give you a, any knowledge about Laura Palmer? <laughs> yes, I'll just pick everyone up and see what the note says on each one of these because that might tell us where the, the tape is, My the God. recorded tape. So but, stupid. But then Laura, like in the in the tape that they listened to, Laura had mentioned coconuts. Right. So, and at least, I mean, Donna did have a half of a brain cell when she saw the woo. coconut and opened it. And there, there you go. There's a tape and the other half of the necklace. So, and so they're kind of baffled. Why the fuck did he have the necklace? We don't know. Right. Right. Uh, but Bobby is right behind them as they drive off on the motorcycle to, to <laughs> escape. And he, it's just the best Bob, like that might be my number one Bobby moment. And it's hard to pick. <laughs> But when he makes the the motion of the gun and just goes, the, I got him. Well, what are you? What are you? What are you trying? You're trying to get James in jail. I again, I I don't think this is worth his time right now. But obviously, you know, just ridiculous. He really, it, it, um. <laughs> We're gonna skip. We're gonna we're gonna move on from Bobby because <laughs> we'll get we'll get more of his delightful behavior a little bit later on. Sure but do. back to the back to the gazebo, that area of someone attacks Dr. Jacoby. That so that's behind. pretty terrifying. So we don't really yeah. like Dr. Jacoby anyways, because he's pretty much a giant pedo creep. But <laughs> yeah, that said, absolutely. we don't want anyone to be harmed, you know, physically. No. And He's really getting the shit beat out of it. He is, and 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 it turns out the guy has a heart attack. I mean, I I <gasps> who knows? I'd probably have one too. Shit, you know. Me too. And it's scary also because he's kind of reaching out to where Maddie is because he sees Maddie and then he sees James and Donna pull up, and he's pretty helpless at mm-hmm. that at that point. They literally uh, but- just leave. And he's just that he can't make a sound. Oof. That, and that was, and that was pretty rough to watch. I did love, you know, when they did that close up. I'm not a big fan of eye close ups, by the way. Like, that's my love hate for Italian horror will tell you that I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, don't, uh, please don't come for me. I love, I love, uh, uh, I love all of those, all of those movies. But when they do damage to the eye, it, it gives me the willies. It's visceral. I do love the transition. They do the close-up of Dr. Jacoby's eye to that roulette wheel. It's one so fucking cool. I love it. It's it, it really... I mean, we, we are exploring all these... It's one... Pl- Twin Peaks isn't that big. And then one eye Jacks isn't that far, but it's like we're in diff- completely different countries. Like, right. we're just, we are really traveling all over the place for this it's, one. And it's such a different vibe too once you get into to the one-eyed jacks territory once it goes from the roulette wheel into the spin and hoops playing yes blackjack and i love the 21 can you beat that and the girl <laughs> comes down and whispers to him the uh quote-unquote hospitality girl mm-hmm. yes and i love it when he just says maybe later like he's he just completely blows it off and yeah it's, it's the way he does it is so suave it's so on brand for coop such a professional uh 
but I mean, I would give him the hospitality speech. Let me tell you what. <laughs> Let me tell you what. <laughs> you and me both, dude. <laughs> he looks so delectable in that tux, and the you know we've already discussed the whole glasses thing. Yeah, but God. He just na- he nailed the part here. You can tell that he has done these setups before. He knows what he's doing this is not his first rodeo clearly exactly uh he does he ends up purposefully you know obviously at jock's table and he pulls out that chip and of course cool yeah jock he goes to bolt and he's like you know relax coop's like you know relax um you know who do you think's fronting hasn't leo Mm -hmm. mentioned me i'm a friend of leo's yeah so he definitely he's got the entire speech prepared. Like he had he's so well prepared for this, and Jock's so stupid that he's pretty much going to buy anything that Coop tells him. You know, right? So the so. and from from there in that encounter, Jacques doesn't run away. So Coop's got him. Coop's about to lay Coop's it on gonna, thick. Yeah, Coop's going to buy him a drink mm-hmm. and try to uh, hire him so to speak and anything involving money you know Jacques's gonna jump on so we see so Audrey. we go, we go <laughs> from somebody who knows really what they're doing to somebody who is in way too deep this wow. girl has no idea what she is signed up for but right she now. looks absolutely I mean, she does. stunning like she's she's clueless and she's in over her head but she looks absolutely stunning in the outfit picked out for this night Whoever did the makeup, hair, Woo. wardrobe, perfection. There, Total there perfection. is not. No, there is not one flaw on that woman. I mean, you know, even without totally natural, she's absolutely gorgeous. But Agreed. this is. I have never seen her look more beautiful than this moment right here. Me neither. In anything, in anything she's done. No, Mm-mm. exquisite. You know. My God, I, am I ever going to get good eyebrows like that? Probably not. I don't but, even have eyebrows know. anymore. So <laughs> I can draw on eyebrows like that, but they don't quite give as much uh, um, give as much Audrey as they do drag. So, right. <laughs> so I try not to, <laughs> Whatever. to to put them on to paint them on like that. Um, but. Audrey is learning uh, more about the biz and she is told that the owner is coming. No names. Don't ask. You know, don't know, don't ask. Yeah. Blackie's pretty, she's pretty, I mean, she's a businesswoman and straightforward. And I'm not saying it's a legitimate, you know, ethical business, but she's in it. She knows what Blackie also knows what she's doing. Exactly. And uh, Audrey has to draw a card uh, from a deck and she draws the queen of hearts. So, they're going to put that card on her and I hate to say sell her off to the highest bidder, but uh, I mean, it looks, you know, she's going to get somebody really important. That's right. I think, yeah, that's what we're together from that. We know who she gets. So we'll get, <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit. We know how weird it gets, but we do see right. um, Ed and Hawk listening to Coop, to Coop's wire. So they're listening yes. to him at this point. We've gone from Audrey to back to Coop and uh, he's talking to talking to Jacques and uh, they're they're tapping that wire. 
Yeah. Uh, and Coop made it clear, has made it clear, you know, he's the bank. He's the bank of the operation with Leo and, you know, basically saying they didn't cut you in enough. They didn't give you anything. I want to hire you. Meet me later. So he's got a job for him. Ten grand. You know, pretty Jacques probably thinking it's pretty easy money. So Coop's got him where he wants him. So, you know, Coop wants the information about he wants the history of the chip. Which, right. Which is so fucking weird to hear Kyle McLaughlin, which is something I don't know why I haven't noticed until this rewatch to do the mimic of Waldo. Oh, doing yeah. Laura's voice. Ooh. That's fucking weird. That was creepy. Mm-hmm. So he's going to offer him 10K half now, half when he performs the service. Right. But he's wanting the info. So Jacques fills him in about um, how they had Laura tied up, which this is vile, especially. Man. Um, I texted you like right Uh, after I watched this. (laughs) Yeah, we did. We texted each other. I think I just replied gross with with the barf face emoji. But, and I hate, because they let Waldo out. Waldo lands on her Laura's shoulder. Well, first he he keeps Waldo keeps saying her name, you know, over and over, and let him out of the cage and lands on Laura's shoulder and starts pecking. And, and she's I tied hate, up. Yeah, she's tied up. I she's hate when it. Jacques says uh, Leo's Leo's doing a number on her. I oh hate. God. It was so disgusting to hear. And of course, you know, Laura kept saying, stop it, you know, get the bird off me, you know, stop. And then Leo puts the chip in Laura's mouth. So now we know where the chip came from, like the contents in her stomach. They found, you know, right. a, A chip. And they do that. Ugh disgusting close-up of Jacques mouth nobody needed that no one that and it was effective mm-hmm. it, appalling but effective and so Leo puts the chip in her mouth and Leo says bite the bullet baby with his the nasty, way Jacques says it, mouth ooh, with the all that there's so much saliva going on <laughs> like <laughs> Like, he was salivating thinking about it, it seemed. Like, he thought it was just really funny. And then, of course, you know Coop has to remain composed, but he wanted to reach across the table. Mm -hmm. He's ready to rip his throat out. Yeah. Like, you can see it in his face. He's like, thanks for clearing that up. It's like, no problem. So, Leo's going to meet him later. So, it's set up. They're going to get him. Got a trout on the line, Hank. Right. What's one of my favorite lines? Which which one? Oh, excuse me. Trout on the line. When uh, oh, Hawk's okay. out there, tr- he's got a trout on the line, Hawk. And uh, they, they're they all, it's all equated to fishing. Yes. Of and course. I love I that. Mean, so much is in this show, honestly. Yeah. Uh, we go from a well-planned, well-oiled machine of an operation to a hot mess Shelly Johnson getting ready to wash her hair. Okay. So who washes so- their hair <laughs> in the kitchen sink? Number one. 
which I kind of understand because the house is completely unfinished. Like Leo Johnson's house is a shit show, unfinished mess. Right. So maybe she can't or, use the bathtub, but also I mean, that's I, very strange. I want to assume there's some type of shower, but any long haired person will attest washing your hair in the sink is an impossibility. Mm -hmm. Like unless you want it to get really gross because, you know, from teenage years of hair, box hair dye and all that, I'd wash my hair in the sink and that shit would get caught every time. Like (laughs) down the, down the drain. Exactly. (laughs) And her hair is so long. Her hair is as long as ours. Yeah, she has so much hair. And, oh my gosh, she got shampoo in her eye. Like, she has the guns. Like, Shelly, it's been, (laughs) we have concluded that you're not a good shot. So I don't know why you have the gun just casually. Lying around. (laughs) So she reaches, she gets shampoo in her eyes, reaches for a towel or or her gut or something, and it's gone. And, of course, Leo grabs her. And he's there. You made me do this, Shelly. You made me do this, Shelly. <laughs> so it's so, it's a rough scene, but it's also like it's it's not very well thought out. Like on no. Shelly's end, not that anyone ever deserves <sighs> violence or domestic violence, but um, it's a it's a very it's a very strange setup to wash your hair in the sink. Yeah, nothing is thought. Nothing was thought out. Why are you alone? Why isn't but screw putting cocaine in James's motorcycle? He should be there. Bobby should be at Shelley's. Right. You don't know. You don't know where your psychotic husband is. I or like Shelley, go to Norma's or something. Like go somewhere. Your husband's gonna kill you. So I don't. I don't understand. Let's wash my hair. Bitch. Let's wash my hair. Throw- and be completely like blind for however long it throw- takes. Twenty yeah. minutes. Throw some baking powder in that bitch and <laughs> go somewhere. Go get you some <laughs> Bastille dry shampoo, like the rest of us. Yeah. And uh, go on with your day. I don't know if that I said bake I said baby powder because I didn't I don't know if they had dry shampoo back then. Maybe they I didn't, didn't know yeah. I don't think they did. Ooh. Um, and I'm making up for it now from the for the amount of dry shampoo that I use. <laughs> <laughs> I use. It's disgusting. Same. But you know what? When you have hair it's back to Shelly. When you have hair like this, it's very hard to um to to wash your hair and to keep right. up with it. So dry yeah. shampoo is an option. That said, I would never willingly wash my hair in the kitchen sink, especially when oh I knew my, my uh, psychotic husband who wants to kill me would could make an appearance. <laughs> Serious, seriously, it's a really vulnerable. <laughs> it's a really vulnerable position, and you can't hear jack shit when you're washing your hair. Right. So, so from that silliness, we go to the station. Right. Right. And it's, um, um, oh, excuse me. From that silliness, we go to the bus. We go to the setup. Yeah. We go yeah. to the, the setup. Yeah. So they do exactly what they had intended. Uh, they corner, you know, Jacques goes to meet him. They corner the cop cars, corner him. And 
Harry announces, you know, you're under the arrest for the attempted, uh, what, attempt, attempted murder of, or abduction or uh, of Ronette. And the pot, I, I don't remember the exact verbiage he used with uh, Laura Palmer, but the man's being arrested. And of course, whatever officer is putting the cuffs on him, Leo, you know, well, I don't know. Jacques, he, goes for the, Jacques goes for the gun. Yeah. And he's going to shoot at Truman. Going to shoot. Yeah. And God bless him. Here comes, like, Andy just pulls his gun up out of nowhere and shoots. And Andy saves to the, the day. To the rescue. Calm, cool, and collected. So like, amazing. Right. Uh, he, and didn't miss a beat. No. And then he was like, are you, are you okay, Harry? Like it was, this is the, this moment right here. This is the most serious moment that you will ever see out of Andy. <laughs> so, True. Um, I mean, at least not, maybe not, not serious, not but like even too. Yeah. yeah. Not until the return. Just a very, you know, how a police officer should be. He was really composed and had, had his shit together. So speak and uh, on the opposite of have his shit together. <laughs> <laughs> scooby-doo squad assemble i swear to god liz this is my favorite part of this episode because i i oh my you know what moment i i start fucking losing it and i just die I, oh i do because i do the exact same so they're listening to <laughs> laura's missing tape and she starts to speak about james to dr jacoby james is sw sweet but he's so dumb and his fucking face, like, he's pacing, like, the yeah. whole time. And, like, his face, the way she's talking about it, she's, it's like, no wonder. Not that anybody should cheat on anybody, again, but also. Right, disclaimer. Also, really, though, no, like, don't cheat on him with Leo. But, no. you know, that's, a, it was, it's such a priceless moment in season one to see that reaction. And then she's talking about her mystery man with the red Corvette. Yeah. I, and then she says, I think he's tried to kill me. Ah, like, but I, she got off which, on it. Yeah. Isn't sex weird? This guy can really light my fire. Ooh. Like, so. Fucking weirdo. Yeah. You realize that Laura's like her. Fucked up. Her sexual proclivities are of a certain nature, and it obviously it stems from you know things that have happened to her, which we right. find out. But it is a uh, it just goes to show it's oh just we we still have so much to we're learning so much about Laura Palmer, but we still don't even know everything. You know, we still don't even right really know. This is just the tip of the iceberg so to speak right like this is nothing right. and we also see donna try to make a half-assed attempt to console james and it's so fucking funny because <laughs> oh and before <laughs> when the tape ends you know it's it's another example how laura just flips many switches because she's like oh here comes mom with the milk and cookies like right Weird after she fun. says yeah yeah it's all this crazy shit Right. Uh, and yeah, Don, like you said, Donna goes to like console 
James, and it's so funny because he's like, I I'm glad, I'm glad I heard it. It's okay, I'm glad I, I, I heard that. And then he says to Maddie, I'm sorry you had to hear that. And I'm thinking, no shit, you're sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't want you to hear that, Maddie, because you're going to know really how boring I am. <laughs> how boring and lame I am. <laughs> it's so, that scene is so I don't know how to describe it's, it other than it's 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 comical, but it's it's comical in this really weird, tragic way. Yeah. And uh, James also makes the declaration that Jacoby didn't kill Laura, that he was trying to help her. Right. So uh, that's good to know. Like that's good that we've got some sort of confirmation on ruling him out. And maybe he said, I mean, we know he's, we know he's lame, but when he says, I'm, I'm glad I heard it. Maybe it also tells him, look, she didn't feel the same way yeah. that I felt about her. Like, because I think that, you know, we've discussed this before, you know, I think she, uh, she may have loved James because it represented like an innocent, like first love of sorts. Right. But it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't think it was on the same, and it might've done the same for, it might've been the same for James, but it wasn't on the same level uh, by any means. No, so. not at all. And, you know, we go from uh, James's complete emasculation to. Emasculation. <laughs> <laughs> Leo has Shelly tied up at the mill, which he is going to set fire to. Just so. a piece of shit person leo johnson was yeah wow it takes all of this to heart because like in my head these are real people i don't know why and uh yeah when when he starts pouring that gas and then you see shelly tied up yeah it's it's just infuriating like you want to reach through the television and just destroy this man and it I think he said, he said, you have one hour to think about what you've done to me. You do. And you do have one hour <sighs> to think about what you've done to me. And he sets the alarm. Go yeah. like that. The, the, the countdown on the alarm is going. So she's fucked. Yeah. So, uh, she can't escape unless somebody shows up. She's dead as a, uh, dead as a door now. So. I hate it. Speaking of speaking dead. of dead as a doornail, <laughs> oh, that's horrible. I, you know what? I didn't even plan that, and that segue <laughs> was Perfect. solid gold, solid gold, baby. Uh, Nadine, just to remind you, last episode, Nadine is devastated because no patent lawyer will take her drape runner uh, <laughs> invention, so nobody will take that on. So, so she's this is grounds for. She's she is she's setting up her uh, suicide uh, and a, a, a very a, quite an elaborate setup here. Like she, no joke. How many she, fucking pills she, do you need? She has it is a buffet of pills. It looks like, and she's dressed in her pretty pink. She looks really, really Almost pretty, delicate. And, except yeah. for the eye patch, just throws the delicateness off completely. But that yeah. that pink ruffled dress is some sort of like prom dress. Yes. Or something. I, I, I didn't even think about a prom dress, but now that you say that, you're right. I bet I bet it is a prom dress. Mm -hmm. She is ready to meet the great drape runner in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Our God in heaven, the silent drape runner. 
what a weird thing to do like what a so weird bizarre. turn of events yeah so bizarre uh and uh, you know we get so we don't see the finality of that yet we just we get hey look she's setting this up and right yeah, so we're we are to assume that you know she's not going to be with us much longer but i mean i don't know how you could be taking all of those pills that is, you're not no. taking just if you're not taking if there was probably what there had to be like at least 50 pills there yeah 50, like that is meet your least. maker extreme that that is dosage. actually true that's like travel to your past lives pill <laughs> unreal oh. but they were very pretty like with the the pills that she yeah. was putting out into the container were very pretty so they all, good they on honestly, her for planning that they look like benadryl to me maybe she wanted to talk to the hat man about the <laughs> maybe, she, <laughs> maybe she's like me and she just can't sleep at night i god same i you know i real quick about benadryl girl i was taking that for years off and on to sleep and then i then i see oh it causes alzheimer's it causes this that i'm like come, come on i i can't do this it you know i still take who it know, yeah who knows what i've taken that's caused me like don't <laughs> worry like the whiskey has pickled me so much that it's fine <laughs> you have a, a, a pickled barrier I have so much whiskey, pickle juice, and pre-workout, and cre oh, the creatine is what fixes it all, babes. Like, that's a just, like, that's around, like, Same. I'm such a shit, I'm such a shit show, Liz. It's okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> we all got our things. I am definitely a Benadryl queen, but I have to be because I can't take any of the controlled substances for sleep because I have to, you know, be on my guard if I do have to get up because I have kids. So no, you're um, right. You're right. I don't take any of that stuff. I've tried it and uh, it knocks me out too hard. So I do, I am a Benadryl queen and yeah. I can see, like, I didn't really pay attention. I just paid attention to how they matched up with her aesthetic in that dress. Yeah. But I can see now what you're saying is that it, some of them did look like Benadryl. <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> um, we'll segue from Benadryl to we're we're now. Oh, this is an uncomfortable scene that we go to next. So Anything we just with don't Hank? Want this? Yeah, like we, don't, we do no. not want this. We we want to think that this didn't happen. So. What we're gathering from this next scene with Hank and Josie is they agreed to a price uh, of ninety thousand dollars is mm -hmm. what we're to assent because she's he's got a briefcase full of money. But it feels and, light to him. Yeah, feels light. And she said we had a deal, and he, you know, he wants more. Um, he wants more, and he leads us to believe that he had a. Um something to do with the late andrew packard josie's widow um josie is the widow of andrew packard and uh he had a boating accident so this leads us to believe that hank was uh the cause of that boating accident and that josie set her ex-husband up to uh be killed which is a lot to handle which we have to completely I mean, we don't know the we don't know their marriage and what that was like, but we have to completely 
kind of, you know, change our opinion uh, right. about Josie. Like, Nobody it, deserves to be offed. Uh, she no. was Catherine's brother, and Catherine is abominable. So yeah. maybe, like, there's a chance that maybe he was abominable as well. Who knows? But it, but ultimately, you know, ultimately, we, I mean, we hate Catherine, but Catherine isn't the one talking to Hank right now. Exactly. Catherine didn't get, yeah, Catherine didn't give him $90,000 to kill her brother. No. So, and Catherine wasn't trying to off Josie. She was just trying to burn down the mill. So Hank's, bar, you know, bartering, he's, he's uh, asking for what, an extra 5K a month or something? Is that yep. what it was? Which that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And something I really love how this is shot because they're in this room and when Hank is talking, he's got those antlers behind him. Oh like, yeah. I love, I mean, it's big Hannibal vibes. Uh, big time. But I love, I love the way and it's matched perfectly. So we know that was on purpose. Like, oh, so he sure. looks, he looks like a monster um, pretty much. And God, how uncomfortable is the blood oath? What? So what was her deal? So he he licks it like he puts it in his mouth, which is what, you know, children would do if they were doing, you know, a blood brother thing, a blood brother pact. But she literally takes her thumb and wipes it along her red lipstick on her. Yes. Why? Gross. Like that's even worse than ingesting it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't. And she could have pulled away. She didn't have to do that with him. No. Like. You know. So, so our Josie meter at this point, we went from ethereal goddess, innocent sweetheart to wow, she's worse than Catherine. Yeah, to someone save Harry. Yeah, <laughs> someone please what... save Harry. Yeah, please. <laughs> someone save Pete too. Um, and the the next scene. Speaking of, we go from yeah, speaking <laughs> we go from uncomfortable to uncomfortable again. Catherine trying to because Catherine's ledger has been stolen y'all the last episode so she realizes she's been double crossed at some point and she tries to enlist Pete's help um, and basically kissing his ass and it's so sad because when when he's hugging her and and, and in the embrace and she just looks so disgusted and so just over it and it's so pitiful you want to save him at that moment yeah. And I hate it. He's he's genuine in these moments talking about, you know, she was the the rich girl on the hill pretty much and he was not, you know, he was not in her so different sides of the track and he seemed to have a special moment and she just was not interested. She just wanted no. just wanted his help. And he was so pitiful because he's like, oh, it is my marriage. You know, I better yeah. do something. And he, that's, yeah. he, in a way, it's very admirable of poor Pete. It's very vulnerable and gullible, but it's very yeah. admirable of poor Pete. So let's go back well, at the station. Yes. Because I need the, uh, this is something I need to talk to you about, like, expressly because. <laughs> Because this cracks me the fuck up every time I see it. Because we go back to the police station and the crew, everybody's talking about the the bust, how things right. went down. They're talking about Andy and how, you know, he took care of things. 
And Andy, Andy goes to Lucy, who is making coffee, because Hawk is like, go on, you know, shoot your shot. Yeah. And he kisses her, and they have that moment right before she gives the big news. And uh, she goes, oh, Andy. And he goes, oh, Punky. When he calls her Punky, I fucking lose it. <laughs> my whole body just melts. I, ha I have in my notes, I have um lucy watering plants over here guys talking she's really impressed um tells andy she's you know what and that and then i have in bold and it says punky nickname <laughs> oh punky i'm like andy i love you so much like the more i see of andy and like how sweet and innocent he is and it's brandon right. like oh, all yeah. of that is brandon to the t that's and so sweet. So if you're listening and you don't know who Brandon is, or you haven't listened to our previous episodes, that's my husband. And he is Andy, spot on. <laughs> he is redneck Andy. And it when he, <laughs> he does Andy. that, he is. When he does that, it just melts my heart completely. It's so sweet. And well, nicknames are just sweet. Yeah. Sometimes they can be sometimes they can be really lame, but this is actually a, you know, a touching Punky. little nickname. I've never had a man call me, call me punky. Me um, neither. You know, so it's just a, a term of endearment and you can tell he's madly in love with her. And of course she gives him the news Ooh. that she is pregnant. <laughs> and he is out. <laughs> he is shocked. He's mortified. He's yes. shocked. He leaves the, the, the area and everybody sees him leave not saying a word so hawk harry are watching him and lucy <laughs> she walks by and she's at this point she's probably back to being pissed because she she didn't get a response from andy at all or you know she doesn't really know what to say and right. she just looks at the guy she looks at the guys and she's like fresh coffee <laughs> And just Kimmy's perfect delivery of that, too, is yeah. perfect. I mean, just perfection. Yeah. And they get the call from Bobby at that point. So she's, she yeah. answers the phone. She gets the call. Um, what does he say? Like, Leo said to check out James Hurley or something to yeah. that effect. Right. I, I think his motorcycle, I think he mentioned his motorcycle. So there's Bobby trying to play silliness. It, he just can't stop. No. Well, he has to be involved. He, I, I don't know what he's trying to do, but he has to be involved. Everybody has to be involved. Yeah. They have to solve something. But in the meantime, uh, we go back to the hospital uh, where Jacques is. And so. they're trying to interrogate Jacques as he's in the right. hospital bed. So he gives him the, in he gives Coop uh, the information. Yeah. He took the pics for the flesh world magazine mm -hmm. and he kind of goes through quickly what happened. That we, he didn't we learned the blood on Leo's shirt right. is actually Jacques blood. Right. So now that makes sense. So everything that he's saying, uh, unfortunately looks like, you know, it, he didn't, I mean, he wasn't the one that, they killed Laura. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a disgusting cretin of the earth, but Ugh. he didn't actually. Uh, and 
Leo hit him with a whiskey bottle and the guy passed out anyway. So he doesn't even know what happened. Mm -mm. Like he didn't know he, anything he about the train car. Nothing. No. Nothing. So, and I like the moment where Harry's like, do you, do you think he's lying? And Coop's like, he's too stupid to lie. Like, which, <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's actually true. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. He's Coop for a reason. Yeah. And we, we find out that uh, we find out it's a busy hospital. Dr. Jacoby's there also. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeesh. So Doc and, Hayward is actually with Dr. Jacoby. Right. And uh, he says that he got a call from Laura. And so Doc Hayward's like, this man's clearly <laughs> fucked up. Like, no way. And uh, that he didn't see his assailant. Yeah. So um, Coop is trying to put some puzzle pieces together. And it's funny because I already think he's figuring it out, even though he doesn't know much. He's going to mm -hmm. find out where, when, you know, Doc is saying Dr. Jacoby said that he saw Laura. He, he's already, the wheels are already turning. So, uh, and. <laughs> We got to go back to Hank. I, I hate to go back to him, but I do too. <laughs> I really do so, too. So he calls Catherine like this is this whole thing is a, is a huge, everybody's double crossing out. Nobody's safe. Like everybody's right. getting, yeah. Everybody's getting played. But Catherine's got a kick-ass gun. When she pulls yeah, she that does. revolver out, I was like, dang. Yeah. And she, she probably, she may actually know how to shoot. Right. <laughs> she probably, that, that gun, it's not just going to graze a shoulder or something. So I think she could do some damage. But more more blackmail, pretty much. Like, yeah. Hank's trying to blackmail Catherine. Um, so, you know, it, that's going to play out <laughs> badly. I'm, it makes you miss pay phones, too. When they do these calls like this, like the Bobby yes. call or like the this call in particular with Hank. And they're on the yes. payphone making the anonymous call. Why can't we do that anymore? The thing is, what we, I think that also, listen, everybody, are you ready for me to go off on a tangent? <laughs> One, two, three, and four. So <laughs> this is Brace another yourself. reason. <laughs> this is another reason you and I and social, like a lot of people our age in social media, we are knee deep in nostalgia because there was such a sense of anonymity. We can't have that now. Like, it's right. not even, you can't, there's no way for you to be, I think there's something, you know, this is going to give away my age because I am not tech, uh, techno savvy in any respect. So I'm sure there's a way for you to block your number when you call somebody or some, you know, but texting and that shit, that's a whole other, that's a whole other ball game. I, I mm -hmm. don't think you can, unless you're buying burner phones and, you know. Or using some sort of online service. Right. You can't but block pay the numbers. Payphones, pay nobody pay knew what the fuck you were calling from. No. You could threaten, you can do, you could say whatever the hell you wanted. Nobody's tracing that shit. Back no, then. you Are could you call kidding? your parents and say, hey, I'm staying the night at so and so's house. You could be at a fucking Slayer show. Yeah. Nobody knows. I, I, w I wish I was at a Slayer show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was both. just, it, there was a way for you to just, you could be anywhere. Nobody knew where you were. Nobody mm -hmm. knew who you were calling. You know, it, we could 
disappear and we did as kids my god I can't like yeah it's I a can't wonder that we weren't snatched or or worse oh my god look I mean knock on wood look, I don't even know how it, the shit I did when I was younger as a teenager I don't even know how I'm alive like I'm gonna Same. be honest with you do you know how many times I have gotten rides from guys I don't e I didn't even fucking know who they were like mm -hmm. if, if you're going out with your friends and you uh, you all end up in a field drinking Boone Strawberry Hill and Boone's <laughs> Mad Dog 2020. Oh, oh shit! There was oh, that my God. too. Yeah, it was it was good times. Oh, do you remember Goldschlager? I fucking loved it with Dr Pepper. <laughs> oh my God! I never had it with Dr Pepper. Oh my God! Okay, so that is the ultimate mixed drink. That is the ultimate. You're not of age in the late '90s mixed drink early 2000s and uh you just do uh, i think like a quarter goldschlager part to a full glass oh, of dr pepper fucks you up tastes like Whoa. cinnamon goodness well i'm not i mean if it tastes anything like fireball i'm gonna have to pass on that it was but, not fireball know. like it wasn't enough okay. to like make you uncomfortable it was just yeah it was like pure cinnamony Dr. Peppery goodness. Oh, I miss yeah. those days. Um, real quick, the first time I got drunk, I'll never forget it. I drank a I drank a four pack of those Jack Daniels country cocktails, and Ooh. you I, you couldn't tell me shit. Like I <laughs> I remember I remember it as plain as day. And my God, the next day I'm you know. I had a the first hangover that I've ever had, and baby's first hangover. Baby's first hangover, and shoo. But anyway, that's uh, that feels like a million years ago. I love how you know the payphones led us to to me talking about the first time I got drunk. <laughs> me talking about Goldschlager and Dr Pepper. <laughs> Those were the days. We I could talk to you about some alcohol. Um, yeah. But back to. Hank. So Hank is also Ugh. talking to Norma. Oh my god, this is and the worst. He He's so full of shit, and he's telling her, you know, he wants to help out now and all this shit. The one thing that's very remarkable to me about that scene is that that old school snow crop ice cream machine behind him yeah. with the orange juice thing at the bottom. Yes, yes. And there's something about that in the diner that gets me every time like gets me right in the feels because i wish oh, yeah i wish that i had somewhere like that to go that had a snow crop ice cream machine so oh, me too you can deal with hank's dumbassery better when you could just don't even pay attention to what he's saying and just look straight at the snow crop ice cream machine that's actually what i tried to do during <laughs> this entire scene it's perfect but, it's there for a reason you know the worst part is Hank kisses Norma, and oh. she is she is not mm -mm. feeling it. That's uh, not where her heart's and, at. And we're thinking, how dare you kiss your husband? <laughs> we right? don't. We don't want. We don't want this. We don't want this at all. Uh, it's the. And, it's a very strange situation. But then you go from that to her love Ed coming right. home to Odeed Nadine, and oh, you feel so sorry for him. Yeah, and he's like, "Don't you, don't you do this, don't you do this, Nadine?" So, it, you know, it it's it's difficult 
to put into words that, you know, these Norma and Ed, clearly they have loved each other since high school. Yeah. They, they truly want to be together. Soulmates. They absolutely belong together, but you can't, I mean, Ed is not heartless. He does love uh, Nadine. Like he, he does. does love, he, he does. And in, in a way he definitely loves her feels, I think, you know, unfortunately you never want a man to feel pity for you but right but it's almost like a weird obligation to him that he has to take care of her he definitely feels responsible so you know he's called into the hospital um you know that because we don't know for sure if nadine has actually died or not right and back at the station lucy makes the realization that she could hear the clock. Yes. Right? In the phone yes. call um, with Bobby. So she says, you know, the, the call came from Easter Park. I could hear the clock. Hear the clock. Yeah. Yeah. So at that point. And good, good ear. Good ear. Yeah. Lucy. Good job, Lucy. Yeah. Um, yeah. At that point, that's when our Gemini enters the chat. <laughs> how dare you first of all how dare you um yeah i was so excited to talk about this i, I kind of tried to skip ahead sorry y'all but he uh leland shows up at the police station and i how did he find this out i guess it's a small town i i don't know Probably. but he found out yeah uh he found out that uh, he says the you know they think they have the killer at the hospital at the mm-hmm. hospital, which is the so. worst thing in the world to say to su- to a deceased child's father. You right. know, I, I'm pretty sure like I, there's a lot of theories in this episode as to whether or not this is Bob Leland or yes. if this is Leland. But I 100 percent think this is Leland. Yeah, I, I don't know. He does. He, yeah, he does. He ha- he zones out there mm-hmm. like after Harry walks away. He zones out and says hospital hospital. Now that's not something Bob would do. Bob would be like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) yeah. And then go off on his way to the hospital. But I I wholeheartedly believe that this is Leland. This is a father that knows really fucked up things have been happening and, and his daughter's dead and he's on his way to fuck this dude's world up. Killer at hospital. I'm going. Mm-hmm. hospital going so that's where you know that's where leland's headed um and oh jesus christ uh back at the at, still at the police station uh james shows up and <laughs> gives coop the tape that they found um and of course coop is like what kind of dangerous game have you right. been playing and he's like jacoby had a you fucking know? heart attack dude after all yeah. this like you've caused this basically oh is is he gonna be okay like what if he wasn't james right. what if he died what if he died <laughs> you'd be fucked but i fucking love harry s truman truman comes right back in with the coke yeah like dude and... you got some lucy you got some explaining to do <laughs> seriously what is going on <laughs> with you man and speaking of it, you have some explaining to do. We go back to <laughs> one-eyed jacks. So the the Icelandic fellow that's signing off on the Ghostwood project with Ben Horn in this point, at this point. Um, so we're at one-eyed jacks, and 
I don't know why, but he reminds me of the um, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Sweatshirt oh guy from Die Hard. Yes. Yes, definitely. So Wow. they must be from the same place. I think he was You Swedish. know what? That group could have used a trip to One-Eyed Jacks. You know, I don't They think could Hans have. would have. Yeah, I think Hans would have uh, chilled out a little bit. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I, Not you know. to tell me Plaza Well, could still be yeah, good as gold. could still be could still be alive and well. Um, maybe Hans, not maybe not so much, but the other guys, they could have. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. Uh, we're talking about the die. We're talking about Die Hard, by the way. So This if you, has become I. the <laughs> Twin Peaks, Michael Mann, Trey Parker, powerlifting, <laughs> die hard, astrology, John Tiernan. <laughs> astrology podcast. Yes. Um, But. but yeah, sorry about that. But yeah, he reminds me of the fellow from Die Hard. No, So, it's, it's, that's true. <laughs> so um, Hank calls Ben at this point. And says, uh, black flag, that little fire bug. yeah So. but basically telling him you know leo uh he's not gonna be around much longer Yeah. And we're okay with that. yeah Like thank at you that point, very I'm much like, I don't like you at all, Hank. You're disgusting, yeah but go ahead and get rid of him. That's cool. yeah oh and so many so many collective sighs with bobby like uh bobby shows up at Le leo's And Leo looking for pulls Shelly. a fucking Jack Torrance. Yeah, he's got that wielded an axe Uh-huh. ready to kill ready to kill him, ready to kill Bobby. No fucks given. and uh he's about ready to and then he is shot uh through a, win a window and looks like Hank did did the job to care of the job. Right, and he's down. He shoots Yeah. him. Bobby's like, oh, okay, cool. And the invitation to love Oh shot my god. <laughs> at the same time. So I almost texted you again um, just about that. And then I was like, I'm going to leave Michelle alone for the night. But <laughs> I had bothered you way too much at that point. No, it's I would have definitely welcomed it, but Chet from Invitation to Love, him and Leo kind of it was like a had a moment like the fourth wall was broken It between was. them, and I think yeah, I think they had a moment, but it looked like Leo was crying. It does. In that moment, <laughs> it does look like Leo's crying, which I am yeah, 100% cool with. absolutely. Um, He should he should cry. he should. So we are to assume that he's dying or he's Right. dead. We're, we're to assume that Leo is dead, which, you know, we hope that we hope that would have been the case. Fingers crossed, but... Yeah. So we go to Catherine and everything's burning down um, at the mill. Who finds Shelly? And she's telling her, please help me. <laughs> like, Catherine's And <laughs> freaking so, Catherine. it's Catherine's so great. like, Catherine's like, I can't hear you. You have something in your mouth. Yes. Shut up and let me figure out what I'm going to do or whatever she says. <laughs> It's so wonderful. But she but does manage to save Shelly. I, I don't think Catherine, I think Catherine has the ability to kill someone, but I don't think she, she just didn't want to deal with Shelly's death. So, No. you know, she saved her. She saved her. Good on Catherine. So good on, good on Cat. Thanks, Catherine. You did one solid thing right there.
Actually, it depends on the on the episode because sometimes we can't stand Shelly. Yeah, so sometimes we're like, put her in that meal, like she, <laughs> just go ahead. But today and we go. Yeah, <laughs> we're glad right now. Right now, we're we're okay with it. So we go from a fire at the mill to the alarm going off at the hospital, gloved and, hand and all. Right, pulling that alarm, and it's Leland. Yeah, he he shows up. He tapes, you know, Jacques' hands to the bed so he can't, you know, defend himself and suffocates him with a pillow. Done. So, he did. He 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 did though. He 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 did. Like he's really dead. Yeah. <laughs> like he's gone. And the exaggeration no of so now I know this is a very morbid fact. Morbid facts on between two worlds, but. It takes four minutes and 37 seconds at minimum, longer than that, usually, to suffocate someone to their death. Yeah, so, I, I didn't know. I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't know it. It took that four minutes is a it long time. A shit. Sometimes it takes six to, to eight minutes. So when we see these scenes and they're totally exaggerated and we're like, why can't this stop? Just know. Yeah. It actually takes that long. So it's That's not so it's true. actually speeding up the process for us. Because every time I've seen this up until now and this rewatch, I've been like, why is this so exaggerated? Like just go ahead and let him die already. But watching it now with this morbid information that I have from too many uh datelines and crime dramas yes. that now I see why it's so exaggerated. Yeah, I I'm glad that you got the exact number. Uh, be I also, you know, we both listen to so much. Uh, I listen to so much true crime, and I think just you nonstop. Do as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is actually really difficult. You know, besides shooting somebody, it's difficult to kill somebody. Like yeah. and to strangle to strangle them is difficult also. So it's it's very it's incredibly time consuming. So. So, so I'm glad it makes that it yeah, not and, so it makes it not so exaggerated. Yeah. So Leland with the pillow over Jacques' face for, you know, ten seconds. It's not going to do it. It's going to make him pass out, maybe, but he's not going to. Right. Yeah. Everybody would have written into ABC at that time and been like, you know right. what, <laughs> physicians writing in, this is inaccurate right. because. No, no, would... but I, I'm glad that I'm glad that we have the true crime aspect of this podcast now too, because I'm all for that. Actually, yeah. that wouldn't be a bad it wouldn't be a bad idea to give like factual things about. That'd be a nice little, you know. Well, buddy, we got them in our brains. Yeah, you know, um, we might as well. <laughs> please let us <laughs> unload the shit in our brains. Yeah, will you let us, please? <laughs> this is actually that's actually one of the reasons I think Liz and I started this, and just hoping people would, you know be interested in hearing our and it, i i am word i have word vomit you give some nice useful facts me it is a incoherent monologue okay <laughs> that's not true though because <laughs> uh, a lot of your monologues are completely or the majority are completely coherent and completely hilarious so i'm here for <laughs> thanks thank you um but <laughs> we we go from you know, Leland killing Jacques, we go back to the mill and ugh, Pete, bless him and his cute little heart. I know. Uh, Catherine don't deserve it. 
she don't get, deserve to get saved. No, but she Pete didn't thinks, at all. Yeah. Pete put, still puts his goggles wife. on. Puts his goggles on. Yeah, she's still my wife. And, uh, you know. Blessing. If he wanted to, he would. This is a prime example. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Such a sweet little man. So he's going in and he's going to save Catherine. And then we cut from the burning mill to Ben Horn yeah. and Blackie at one eye jacks they're celebrating that the ghostwood contracts have been signed and they're going right. to uh gift the owner gonna gift ben the new girl the new girl yeah so that's gonna be fun that's gonna be fun for for audrey um so audrey has the card attached like somebody's attaching the card the playing card the queen of hearts to some her strange little yeah. witch person <laughs> She's attaching the card to her. Yeah, she looks like she was in that scene in Firewalk. That she lives above a convenience store, right? Like that's where or she like she she <laughs> hangs out with that that dumpster witch in Mulholland Drive. <laughs> like whatever the hell was going on there, I'm yeah. not quite sure. But the the little witch has attached the um the card to Audrey, so she's ready to give herself to the owner, who is her so. fucking father. And she sees him in a mirror, like, walk in. So she gets a glimpse that, hey, it's him. That's a great and shot. This, Yeah, it is a great shot. This whole time, you're probably, you know, you're wondering, what the hell does she think she's doing? But remember, she did leave Coop a note under right. his. So she, it, really, she wants to be rescued, which, you know, who... What what woman doesn't want to be rescued by Coop? <laughs> I was going to say, who doesn't want to be rescued by Coop? But, but this, also, that's so fucking irresponsible. Yes. And so you are, you're putting yourself in a really bad situation here. And honestly, you're lucky. She should be lucky it's her father that, sh that right? showed up. I mean, we do we find out what happens. But um, still, it, this could be a lot worse. It could be a oh lot God. worse. Yeah, Oscar's attacking me. Sorry, everybody. Oh, I have got okay. a teenage, I have got a teenage uh, chonky boy on my hands, and I'm gonna put him in reformatory school. He's I a think. big man. He's yeah. just he's got stuff he needs to let you know about. Yeah, but anyway, and that's okay. Um, so Coop back at his hotel room. So he he's back at the Great Northern, and uh, and. The Icelandic you, group has either checked out or <laughs> passed out. I wrote that down because I love that line. He looks up. He looks absolutely thrilled. He's getting room service and we are waiting for him to pick up this note and freaking read it. Yes. Uh, so obviously he knows who it's from because it says my special agent. So he knows who, you know, dropped, dropped this, off. this off. Yes. And the phone rings, and it's like, oh, my God, please read the <laughs> please read the <laughs> damn note. God. So at first, we don't know who it is, because he says hello, and we can't hear anything. And uh, it, then the the door, somebody knocks on the door, so he figures it's so room service. So he's like, it's room service. Cool. I'm actually going to get some food and get some sleep for the night. Finally. Right. There's no crazy teenage girl in my bed. Um, I can eat, I can go to sleep, and it don't happen that way. No. Uh, he opens the door, and he is shot. Uh, looks like that 
two, three times. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah. By an unknown assailant. And yeah. that is it. We are done with the episode. So this whole ride for everybody back in 1990 ended with Agent Dale Cooper got fucking shot. And I mean, this is back in the day, like not saying we don't have to wait, like wait between seasons now, but we had to wait each week for a new episode. Like right. we, we had to learn the art of patience uh, back then watching TV. You know, we can stream an entire season now, but this was a, this was a cliffhanger. Like this was huge back in the day. When I this, can remember when being in grade school and yeah. hearing like teachers even going to each other and talking about this from you know diving in to like I, i'll go on youtube all the time and try to find i'll find old interviews like and shit like that to watch you know back mm -hmm. in the 90s when this show was and remember they were all on talk shows they were all oh, yeah. Jassy Raphael <laughs> and donaghy <laughs> But this is where, this is really, and I'm, it didn't start here, but this was a water cooler show. People really want, they talked about this the next day. Everybody wanted to know who killed Laura Palmer. Mm -hmm. like it, and so this, after this being the cliffhanger of the first season, I am sure the day after people were losing their minds. On fire. So, yeah. So. Yeah. So. We will make and, it to season two. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Next week. I can't believe it. Uh, and this is where it's going to get. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably to our lovely audience, you know, you're probably going to get more rants because there are quite a few episodes that, I mean, you want to talk about off the rails. We're, we go in a lot of directions with season two and it's famously known that David Lynch is not really involved in most of season two. So, you know, that'll be something we will cover, but yeah, there are some is... wonderful moments. And then of course, you know, he famously comes in and shoots the, the best show finale of all time uh, at the end. <laughs> of, so um, we're looking forward to talking about it and, Actually, you know what? Now that I'm saying this, shit's going to be funny, too. You and I oh, are going to really... get to crack. We're going to really make fun of some shit, and it's going to be hilarious. We get so many good, funny moments in season two. Really with do. the absurdity of the storylines and everything just crossing into nothing. Yes. We get some moments of gold, <laughs> comedic gold. Some lighthearted moments, and one of your favorite characters is introduced in the next season. And it so. makes all of when, when he is introduced, nothing else matters yeah. to me. Like you can pull nothing in else. uh our our great villain, our villain on earth. We can pull him in, we can pull in yes. every supernatural element of the Black Lodge, we can pull in anything else. It doesn't matter. This fellow is what matters. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, obviously, you know, the people that are listening to this, they've already watched the show. You know, we already we've established this. Don't you worry, everybody. That James storyline, I'm I'm going to rip it to shreds. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm <laughs> we will tear it a new asshole. <laughs> I am going to I am going to really think of some jokes and some zaners and yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a good time. So if you're feeling bad about yourself, just know, babes. 
we're going to turn it around and we're going to make fun of James so bad. If you're feeling bad about yourself, do know (laughs) that it could be worse. It could be the James and Evelyn storyline. God. That's something to keep Um, in the back of our heads whenever something really bad happens in our lives. Oh, my word. My word. So this has been great. And we are going to start season two for our next week. And uh, we will be on Hero Hero at that time, too. And it's going to be good times. It'll we're we're gonna have a lot of laughs yes you know on both both sides so in hero hero it'll be (laughs) it'll be an even an even better delight we'll probably do a live or something like that well yes you know we'll we do want to interact with people that have been enjoying uh this podcast and we just we really appreciate the support it's done a lot for liz and myself and our you know our stress levels (laughs) as of late. So it's just been a nice treat for both of us. And, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, if it's just Liz and I talking to each other about Twin Peaks, it's been a joy. And exactly. um, Yeah. I think we both needed this. this. Yeah. And it's just been nice that other people have started doing rewatches and want to follow us along. So, and you can follow us on our Instagram, <laughs> on our Instagram page. Good one. Yeah. Uh, it's at Between Two Worlds podcast. Yes. And, you know, Liz is, thank God for her because she knows she's got to steer this ship, baby. But did you hear <laughs> me totally <laughs> being Ed McMahon to your Johnny Carson? Like, as soon as you're talking, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck was that? Why did I do that? I, I mean, let's keep let's keep it up. You know, okay. Um, you're you. I'll be, I'll be Andy to your Conan O'Brien. Also, so okay. I'm I'll, here for that, that too. But so. we, you know, we're we're trying to post regularly on there. Also, any updates on the podcast itself? That's sure. that's where you need to follow. That's, that's where, where you're you gonna to, find them. That's where. Uh, but we are individually on social media on instagram you can find me in the bowels of hell or uh at michelle underscore fett that is f-e-t-t like my man boba fett i've had a few people message me which has been funny but a delight and they want to know because they they assume fett is my last name is that your real name (laughs) that's but they (laughs) they i've had a few people ask you know and they're nice about it. They're like, I'm just wondering, is that for, uh, Boba Fett? And I'm, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I am. Uh, so, I am a star. Yeah, I'm a Star Wars fan, but not one of those crazy people. Not one of you those. Know? So I am too, but not one of those yeah. crazy people. And the way <laughs> that I knew, like the moment that I knew that Michelle and I would be instant friends when we became friends online was because I have a... 15 year old Mandalorian symbol on one upper arm and an owl cave symbol on the opposite upper arm. And as soon as like, I I knew Fett, I was like, okay, she's down with Boba Fett. This, this is going to be a friend. And then she gets into the twin peaks and I'm like, wow, like (laughs) this, this person was meant to be friends with me and it made me feel wonderful. So you can also find me on the instant grams, uh, you can find me at I hate with an H8 underscore pretty hate machine, also with an H8. Incredible. <laughs> 
So if, and if you've made it all the way through, please like us on whatever you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Please like us and subscribe. You could even go as far as to be uh, the kindest human and leave us a positive rating. Yes, we would, we would really love appreciate that. that. And we appreciate the rating so far. We do have yeah. uh, we have some five star reviews, which I mean, hello that these people have taste. Oh, yeah, That's, uh, <laughs> hello, duh. But, but that just helps. That just helps us. Uh, yeah, it helps us reach you know anybody else who may be interested in hearing about Twin Peaks and um, you know following along. I love that our podcast too. It you know I fo- you know I I do follow a few Twin Peaks peaks podcasts and they are to the t informative professional they know <laughs> their sh- they know their shit and then True. ours is just you know it- gold schlager we're <laughs> <laughs> just talking about gold schlager and mad dog tony tony but it is what it is but hey we know we know our shit too it's just you know we also throw some fart jokes in there for, <laughs> for we can't help it <laughs> Yeah, seriously. (laughs) But anyway, we appreciate you. Thanks, everybody. We do. Thank you so much. You have listened to Between Two Worlds, Twin Peaks podcast.